Okay, we good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh do you want to just get into it today? <laughs> we might as well. I do have to tell you a story about Bella, though. Okay. All right. So, well, first of all, I'm Yvette. I'm Mama. And this is Tipsy Tales. I think we were Yay. supposed to say that. I think so. Maybe, perhaps. What okay. happened? Oh, well, the wine. <laughs> the wine happened. We, it's a we started a little early today, folks. Just a little bit, though. And That's we're just okay. to let you know because... Uh, it's Monday. It's wine. Oh, it's wine day? I heard wine day. You said Monday, didn't you? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Same. Potato, potato, it's fine. It works. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I was uh, I was waiting to tell you all week is because, so we're at the house, we're watching a comedy show, and all of a sudden my dog, my little tiny half Yorkie, she's a total mutt, but I love her to death. So anyways, um, she is acting crazy. She's not moving. She's sitting, laying on the couch. I'm calling her, and usually she's a bundle of energy. Right. Runs all over the place. So anyways, um, I get into the house, and she's, you know, not, she's walking all, like, to the side and then to the other side, and she's slipping, and I'm like, what is going on here? So then I take her to go get water, because she's outside with us, and if anybody knows, we're in Arizona, where it's hot as F. We're in the seventh circle of hell, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. We're five miles from the sun, I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought we're actually on the sun, but either way, it's fine. This it's summer hot as has hot. been hot. <laughs> so we get inside and um so I'm I'm trying to give her water and she's not even opening her mouth and I'm like okay well my baby always loves to eat so I put like some reg I know regular human food and I'm gonna get you know chastised for that but whatever Whatever. she looks she doesn't even want to open her mouth for that and then she lays on the floor and I thought she was dying so I'm like what the hell Talia's like what's going on I think she had a stroke so we're using our Google medical degree and she's like, I think she had a stroke. Oh, my God. So I'm getting ready to lose my shit because this is my baby at, right. at this point in time. If you don't know, we're em- I'm an empty nester, except my daughter is kind of home, but she's in her 20s, so it's the same thing. She's hardly home. <laughs> Mine's 19, and she's Burley. hardly home. <laughs> so you're an empty nester, too. Kind so, of. Yeah. So anyways, um, so what happened? So anyways, we're freaking out. And so I look at Sergio. I, I go into the room. I come back out. I grab Bella put her on the bed, come back out. And Sergio's like, just take her to the emergency room. You're not going to sleep all night. And at the end of the day, you're still going to take her to the emergency room. So I'm like, you think? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, no, we'll wait till the morning. We'll wait till the morning. Cause you know, I suspected what I thought was wrong, but I not a doctor. So I don't know. So sure enough, I just, I just couldn't let it go, so I put on, you know, put on my yoga pants. <laughs> then I stretched a little too far. <laughs> I owned them when I was a little bit thinner. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Wear a real long shirt because you know we don't want that fucking see-through <laughs> shit. Which I was totally sporting that night. I'll have you. Well, I'll have you know. So we get over there, walking. You know, walk into the vet. Of course, because it's our our baby the whole family goes so it's me Sergio Talia I'll go to the vet and so I'm sitting there and the lady's like okay hon and and this is Bella and let me go ahead and take her back and get her temperature and so she takes Bella back I'm like sitting there in the waiting room and it's I'm like oh my god did she have a stroke it's like forever it's forever so I'm like did she have a stroke did she so on and so forth she starts asking us a few questions and I'm like you know what to be completely transparent 
I said, um, we did have some people over at the house. I go, and we're watching a comedy show, and they were enjoying themselves. So they were getting high, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Legally, of course, but they were getting high. Right. So anyhow, I um, maybe that's it. I quite that. I said, but I don't know. She's like, okay. Goes back, um, takes my dog. The vet calls us back in and says, well, he goes like that. And he's like... She is having a really bad trick. Oh, poor Belly Bell. <laughs> He's like, we're going to have to sedate her. And it's like this the most hippiest veterinarian that you can come across. Oh I swear, God. underneath his lab coat, he had to have like a super colorful tie-dye t-shirt. <laughs> oh underneath it, he has he had like no hair on top, but the long sides, the, the hair was long on the sides totally out of the 60s he looked like wow and so i sat there and as soon as he told me and i knew it wasn't a stroke i burst out ugly crying i mean i was like just relief yeah oh my and god so of course Sergio and talia bust oh out god. laughing <laughs> they bust out laughing bella was and high she was high as <laughs> f and i think what happened is that i turned on the fan and because they had stuck their butts in the ashtray it's hot so i was like trying to let the misters go i think it just was dry enough to float and i just imagined this like a fucking movie just up in the air floating 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 and landing right in front of her for her to go and if bella's anything like my dog they'll eat anything i mean they, yes. they lick their own ass yes. so yeah <laughs> They don't yes. care. They're not picky. You got to be careful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm crying. <laughs> Bella's high, and he's like, but we're going to have to sedate her. And I'm like, why? And he's like, she's freaking out. And he goes like that. She's not having a good time. <laughs> Did you take her for Taco Bell on the way home? <laughs> she, no, girl. Sergio texts me the next day, and he's like, Bella seems to be doing a little bit better. He goes, but she had, did have a request for some Doritos. Oh, <laughs> I'm wait. like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> so anyways, I'm dying. I'm like dying. I'm relieved. I'm, I'm And then the, and then Sergio and Talia are like Snoop Dogg. And they're calling her all kinds of weird names. <laughs> so what exactly do they do when a dog is high? Like, Well, the biggest thing about that, and that's what I was the big, either way, I was glad I spent the $200 taking her. <laughs> to the vet <laughs> to uh, let the tell my wine almost high. went up my nose <laughs> $200, $200 for, for them to tell me she was high but I'm not gonna lie at the end of the well, day yeah. I was like I don't even care sort of looking at me like I'm not gonna drop five grand on this dog I love you but she has to go <laughs> if anything's like really really wrong and I'm like no he's like she's old <laughs> but like she weighs three pounds you know so Anyways, that is the biggest thing is that because she's so little, yeah. just having a little bit affects her like immensely. Well, but I'm that sure it was means the medical a, grade, right? Yeah. Medical grade. Yeah, well, it was legal, so. Right. But anyways, so that happened. And um, so when the doctor's like, look, he goes, because she's little, because she's older, he goes, my biggest concern is that her temperature regulating. She's not regulating her temperature very well right now. And she wasn't drinking, right? She was not drinking water um, at all, girl. She looked like she died. I'm telling you, it freaked me the fuck out. I was crying. And so anyways, um, they put some... They're like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and what we can do is we can keep her overnight and and you can... uh, It'll be about $1,000 to give her fluids. A bag of fucking fluids. The hell? And so I didn't... Why did it say the hell? I looked at him and I looked at Sergio and and then the doctor's like... Or we could just inject some fluid underneath her skin for 60 bucks. And Sergio's like, yeah, we're doing that. 
surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is my baby. I'm like, this is my, I love her to death. And he's like, I don't care. He looks at me like, nope. And so, oh my God, just to show you how much we love this dog, Talia ended up like staying part-time with her until I could leave work the next day because our whole house is tiled. So he's like, my biggest concern is if she lays on the tile, she could become hypothermic because you can't regulate her right. body temperature. And so Talia stayed with her all until I got home the next day because I took a couple hours off of work to come home early and babysit her. And oh my God, it was a struggle. <laughs> How did you explain that one at work? I said it was an em- it was an emergency. I had to go home because it was an emergency, which it was. I didn't use sick leave. I used vacation leave, right. and that's my emergency. So anyway, your time. It was my time. It's my time. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. Just break out in song. <laughs> like, uh, chica. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Wow. What's in this wine in here? What are we drinking? You tell me because I can't read that because it says it looks like it says never mind. I'm <laughs> it says never mind. It says forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. It's French. It's French, which kind of goes into the theme that I'm going to because uh, the serial killer that I'm going to into is from France. So I thought we would try a nice, refreshing wine because I know that um, we totally love really dark red wines you know very dry but i thought we'd change it up a little bit it's a white wine it's a chenin blanc i probably said that wrong vouvray <laughs> vouvray vouvray <laughs> sounds like an 80s commercial huh vouvray like great poupon I, I feel very vouvray vouvray <laughs> does that smell Yay, like vouvray, vouvray. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so how was your week, Alma? It was good. It was good. I get nothing eventful, as usual. Birthday party. Yay! Um, we put together this desk that's been sitting oh, there no, for... Oh, no, 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 no. Please tell us about the desk. <laughs> okay. So, my poor husband, he has his laptop. He, has, he just started his own business and everything, and... I kind of kicked him off the main desk because I got the podcast going on. I got a bunch of stuff going on, and he keeps like moving my stuff around. And we it, need it makes room me for crazy. wine. Yeah, it makes me crazy. I get you. So I kind of like gently moved his laptop over to a sewing machine table that I had <laughs> in the corner. You put baby in the corner. <laughs> I put baby in the corner. Like, here's my big desk. Here's your sew machine. And, and my five foot eleven baby. <laughs> so he's been sitting over there cramped in the corner with his laptop. He's and off with arms he's like a little dinosaur <laughs> trying to type in his little That's exactly what oh, <laughs> So anyways, he starts showing me desks. He's like, babe, I can't do this anymore. He's like, he starts showing me desks and he, and he shows me this desk and I'm like, mm, that's not going to work in here. So, <laughs> Sorry, but this ain't working. I'm here. not a control freak or anything. Um, but so anyways, with that being said, because I wanted the open space underneath the tables. I didn't want anything closed off. It had to flow in here. It's a very small room. And so we ended up going to Ikea. We found a really good desk. I love Ikea. I love Ikea. I do too. I love looking at all the ideas, like all the organizing stuff. Lord knows I need organizing in my life. Same. 
So anyways, we did the whole thing. I had we had Mario with us and uh, poor Mario is more antisocial than I am. <laughs> and it was Saturday. It was a very busy day. And I kept looking at him. He had this pain look on his face because people kept passing in front of him. And I'm like, uh, are you OK? And he's like. Uh, uh, yeah, I just want to leave. <laughs> Girl, because Ikea is not for... <laughs> no, no. It's it's not the business. It's like Walmart for me. Like, I can't stand being at Walmart or Costco. Um, you got to go first thing on a Sunday morning yeah. before when, it's When packed. there's no people. Yeah. So it was, it was like a very busy day. So we did the whole thing. I and check kids sometimes when I'm <laughs> <laughs> You clothesline them? Well, not so much. <laughs> But I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I know. I was tempted a few times. So we did the whole thing, and then we get to the bottom, and finally Albert's tired. Because um, you walked, you guys have walked like four and a half miles at this pretty point much. in Ikea. <laughs> and I took him on every detour. I'm oh. like, oh, let's look at this. Let's You're like, they fit that. this into 435 square feet. Right. And, and this is a tiny room, so I'm trying to get ideas because, you know, we're both, like, trying to share the space, and he's got, like, his work stuff, I've got my work stuff, and just trying to make it work, and but still look decent. Decent, yeah, I agree. I totally get that. We find the desk. I take pictures. Apparently, I took the wrong picture, so we get down there, and he's like, <laughs> babe, you're supposed to take a picture of the red tag, and I'm like, oops. So oh I was like, <laughs> I went to the, I went to the kiosk and like found it. And so we go down and we find all the stuff where we find the file cabinet that we picked out. We find the desk that we picked out. And as we're doing that, he's like, he just grabs the first desk he sees. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And he's like, this is the bin. And I'm like, but wait, wait, wait. He's like, babe, it's a bin. And he puts it in the thing like really fast and he just wants to get the fuck out of there i get Impatient it patient albert yeah and <laughs> i'm like, like but <laughs> and finally i just give up because i already know my husband like when he's he's tired and he's made up he doesn't hear anything you're saying yeah saturday morning or actually sunday Sun- morning we wake up and he's like getting ready to put it together <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he pulls it out of the box starts organizing it and i'm like wait a minute that's not white it's beige (laughs) he's like so what we can make it work i'm like no 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 nope nope and then i'm like in my mind i'm still trying to compromise a little bit in my head because i already know how stubborn he is he's not gonna want to go all the way back to ikea so i grab a piece of it and i bring you're the same. Yeah, yeah. You would do the same. I know. I'm not saying I'm not. I can just see your face. <laughs> lies. Oh, don't tell me lies about me. So anyways. Like, Shh, Journey Bob. <laughs> I come and pe- bring a piece in here to see if that ugly freaking. Oh my God. It is an ugly baby. It's not even. It looks dirty. Yeah. It's like homeless page. <laughs> That was not very PC of me. But <laughs> it's not homeless. It's housing challenge. Housing challenge, babe. That's what it was, and it was ugly. Did you make him put it back? In, did you make him put it well, back in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? He's stubborn than that, more stubborn than that. Well, anyways, he's like, you didn't tell me. You said that was the one, and blah blah blah. And Mario, 
who happened to be with us. He's like, no, dad, she tried to tell you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, we'll make it work. And I'm like, I was like, well, I guess we can paint it. And then as I'm sitting there, I'm like getting more angry. And I was making, I was making, <laughs> I was making the angry face. I bet you were like going back to the kitchen. I did. I was pacing. Up and looking back. <laughs> I was pacing and giving him the mean mug. <laughs> Everybody that's married out there, all you wives, you know what the mean mug it's is. That it's, it's that look. It's that look. Don't give me that look, Alma. And finally, he just started shoving shit back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. My poor husband. So, that's what we did Saturday. We went back we and got the white wood oh and put it together. I'm telling you, I actually got that same one. And when I was going to pull it out, because it's kind of confusing because they have the desk right there. I grabbed that ugly beige one. <laughs> and I looked at it. I'm like, it is ugly. Is the right color. It's like, ugly. It's like putty. Yeah. And Shirtle's like, oh my God, let's get the fuck out of here. Pick it. Grab it. Let's go. Mark, because we had gotten up early to go to watch soccer at Mark's house. And so... I, he was like, just get it. And I'm like, give me a minute. I need to get the right color. Do you want to come back? And he's just like, to pick the right color. Sergio, you're a smart man. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that was our Saturday. No, girl, I feel for, I feel for you, but I, I feel for Albert too, but I feel more for you because I would have been in that same situation. Look, it has to work. It does. It has to work. We're already like, We're I'm going to say it. We're in our 40s. We did the hod- hodgepodge thing. Yeah. The tchotchke thing. The DIY. The DIY thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to do things the right way. I want things to, like, flow and look nice and do it right the first time and not have to, like, sit here and stress myself out over the fact that somewhere down the road, we're going to make that right. Girl, I feel you, though. <laughs> I feel you. I'm the same way. We're, we were my baby's birthday party this week, and my husband's like, you're extra. You're making a guitar out of foam board and paper, and you're painting it like it's a masterpiece. And I looked at him, and I'm like, you're not doing enough. Okay, wait a minute. We're going to put a picture of this up on, <laughs> on the website, because she did Coco. The theme was Coco for her baby, My grandbaby's grandbabies. second birthday party, and... And she did an awesome job. Like, I I don't even know how you do it. Because for my kids' birthday parties, they were lucky if their cake matched the cups and the paper plates. And I, I w- okay, I made them, but I'm not that. <laughs> so I'm just like, you're so extra. And I'm like, put some elbow grease in it. Put some elbow grease in it. So he tried his best and I ended up tearing it all apart at four o'clock in the morning the day of the birthday party and redoing it and I <gasps> still wasn't happy <laughs> yeah oh my god but okay. Sergio just looked at me shook his head and he's like I thought I was fine I think I might have hurt his feelings a little bit but he was a good sport because he know knows what? I'm our men freak. love us yeah they girl, really do love you. us because we are extra sometimes <laughs> a little extra Not me I'm fine <laughs> fine 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 <laughs> Very good, very good, very good, very good, very good. good. (laughs) Okay, what do you have for us today? All right. You said French. I did have say French. I'm going to try to read. My eyes are not real focused right now, so bear with me. Okay, so I'm actually going to be doing a story about a Paris serial killer. His name is, and I know I'm going to butcher up this name, but his name is Petia? Petia? So, yeah, that happened. Wow, maybe. 
sure. <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm seriously, I'm just making I shit up. Seriously, copied all this stuff, and I don't even have his first name here. I don't know why, because I seriously read this story twice today too. So that's that. With that being said, I erased it on my phone too. So we're gonna go with Perio. He goes. Perio. We're trying to bring you guys quality information here. <laughs> The correct information at all times. If it's on the internet, it's true. <laughs> so anyways, okay, so this guy was born in uh, January 17th, 1897, so it's an oldie. Ooh. Okay. So he was actually born to a wealthy family in Arare, and again, I know I'm butchering this, France. Um, his father died when he was about five years old, and his mother died three years afterwards, leaving him to be raised by different family members, aunts, uncles, whatever. They had mentioned that he was a very intelligent child, being able to read nonstop when he was about five years old, but was also super unruly. Um, for that, he was expelled from school twice. Um, he also liked torturing small animals, which I thought was kind of strange. That's well, classic, That's right? classic, right? So at the age of like 11, they said that um, he fired his father's gun in class one time and um, propositioned a female classmate for sex oh, at 11 wow. years old. And I'm so like, oh. Um, they said in his teenage years, he robbed a post box and was charged with damage of public property and theft. He was also sentenced to a psychiatric evaluation, which he was found to be positive of having mental illness, and then so a lot of the charges were actually dropped. So then anyways, as he gets older, he turns about 19 years old, um, he decides that he is going to volunteer for the French army during World War I. Okay. Um, he enters a service in 1916, um, in his second battle of Inisi, I'm going to say that's butchering it but okay um <laughs> somewhere around france somewhere um he was wounded and gassed and then he exhibited more symptoms of a complete mental bra- breakdown during that time he was sent to various rest homes where he was arrested for stealing blankets morphine and other army supplies as well as wallets photographs letters just anything he can pretty much get his hand on he was jailed in orleans now Call me dumb as hell, but when I read that, I was like, huh, is that why we have a New Orleans and there's an old Orleans? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was like, huh, I guess I did whatever. <laughs> you learn something new every I day. I did learn today. There's an Orleans in France. Yeehaw. So, okay, so he was jailed in Orleans um, in, in a psychiatric hospital in Fleurless, Ausbris. He was again diagnosed with various mental illnesses, but then returned to the front line in 1918. He was transferred, he was transferred three weeks later after he allegedly injured his own foot with his own grenade. So like World War, World War I. Yeah. But he literally, heard, he, what did he do, drop a grenade and be like, eh. <laughs> I guess it happens, right? <laughs> I, I, yes. <laughs> But I mean, you gotta be a special kind of not smart. You only have so long after you pull the pin. <laughs> what did he do? I mean, honestly. He's like, oh shit. I mean, how, I, mean I get it. You only have like, I mean. Oops. No. <laughs> I didn't need those toes anyways as he walks away with the limp. I don't know, man. But do you think he walked away? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm still telling the story. So I want to say yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. We oh. laugh so much. <laughs> I think we laugh more than we talk. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine, fine, fine. He was he was then attached to a new regiment in September and then a new diagnosis was enough to get him discharged with a disability pension. Okay. So 
After the war, he enters into the accelerated education intended for war veterans. It's kind of to incorporate them back into the world and stuff. He actually com- went into this accelerated program, completed medical school. Get this. Guess how long it took him to complete medical school? How long? Eight months. What? <laughs> That's what I said. I literally have okay, my wait. notes. He couldn't. What the? He fuck? couldn't throw a fucking grenade <laughs> without taking out his foot. But let him, by all means, let's give him a doctorate. Let's let him be a doctor okay. at this point. All right. The jury's still out. <laughs> I don't know who's worse. Let him, let him be a doctor. <laughs> well, what, what were the requirements back then? I don't know. All it says was As long as you were a man and you weren't a woman. Pretty much, but still that's crazy. No, that, that's That is crazy. insane. So he became an intern at a medical hospital, at a mental hospital, I'm sorry, in Uvaro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he received his medical degree in um, 1921, then moved to Villeneuve sur Yanni. Again, these French names I am butchering. So, anyways, he received payment for um, his services while um, working at this mental facility, plus getting his disability checks. The biggest thing that is he actually um, continued to reapply for different mental um, disabilities, like to be diagnosed with different mental disabilities in order for him to get more money from the government. You could do that back then? Well, I guess so, because he was getting a disability discharge, getting a check from the government at the same time working as a doctor. Wow. That's what I said. So um, while he was a doctor, he did gain a reputation for a dubious medical practice such as supplying narcotics, performing illegal abortions, and theft. Um, and just, you know, if, for example, he actually stole money from the town's treasury, um, a bass drum from a local band, and then a stone cross. I mean, that... I, That's random. Right? I'm just saying. It's just strange. So anyways... He was trying to start a heavy metal <laughs> Yeah, he loved his narts, man. That's one thing I do have to say is he really liked his narts. I don't even know what to do. What do you do with that? Well, drum, cross, Ozzy Osbourne. Of sorts, yeah. All he needed is a bat. Turn it upside down. There you go. Okay. So as he's living there, um, his first victim might have been Luis Delavo. And an elderly patient's daughter with whom Perot had an affair with in 1926. She mysteriously disappeared in May of that year. The neighbors later said that she had, they had seen Perot load a trunk into his car. Now, the biggest thing about that is that they actually said that um, during this time that she was um, working with him, or working for him, she had been kind of, I guess the, the people that they're usually working for were out on vacation. Their house mysteriously was robbed and burnt down to the ground. Um, while she's having this affair with him, they're also saying that she was getting pretty fat as the months go by. So there mm. was a big scandal, especially at that time, that she right. was pregnant. All of a sudden, she's completely gone. Um, like I said, they said somebody was an eyewitness she just saying, disappeared. "Yeah, there was an eyewitness saying that she actually um, that they actually witnessed him." putting something that would, you know, look like a body into his car. Police investigated, but eventually dismissed her case as a runaway. The biggest thing about that, and there's another, um, there was another posting on here from a different um, website that she actually vanished one day, but her disappearance was investigated several days later. Um, Perot casually asked um, some of the townsfolk, you know, hey, have you seen her like real innocent and stuff? And they were obviously weren't concerned about it. 
until a young female's decapitated body was found in a trunk by the river. Ooh. Right? They, it could not positively identify that it was Devolo, um, nor could they connect it to, put to, to him, except for the witness unverified claim that he had seen him loaded into a car. Hmm. So... And that same year, he actually, that all this happened, um, Pichot ran for mayor of that little town, Villeneuve, Villeneuve, and then won after he, after his opponent's main debate speech was cut short when the town's power went off and several house fires appeared. And they're saying that he actually paid somebody to actually cause this um, distraction so that way his opponent couldn't get a fair fair chance to actually win so he kind of won by default for that wow strange huh so when about 1927 um he married 23 year old georgette lablaeus the daughter of a wealthy um landowner um in the following year he had a son who they named gerard um he was rumored to have been gerard gerard i don't know sure yeah i'm pretty sure as you said it i'm like i just see gerard pronouncing these and I can barely even see this this writing it's all real small anyhow so he was rumored to have been um, maintaining an affair at the same time with another woman named Henriette de Bavu um, the director of a diary cooperative wow a diary cooperative 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 sure so (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) I feel like the grammar teacher I feel, I feel like I need to be taught because <laughs> apparently I did not read this out loud but it's, it's fine it's, it's fine okay. you get what I mean it's okay. you know what I'm talking about I know Debavo was eventually found fatally bludgeoned in her burning house in March of 1930 so about three years after um, they they had allegedly been having an affair a man named Leon Fiscott claimed that he had seen Perot near the house at the time of the murder and intended to report it to the police um, he was then approached by Petrot and said that he had just received a new drug from Paris that could help him cure that gentleman's rheumatitis pretty much um, so then he led a Petrot uh, led him to his office to give him an injection three hours later that guy died okay <laughs> so, that's one way to get rid of him right asking like, too many damn wow. questions <laughs> what you holding there reminds me of smoky on friday or not smoky on friday but that little guy <laughs> what you doing there smoky what you doing what you doing <laughs> like, hold a dollar <laughs> So, by 1931, uh, the prefect of Yuan department had received so many complaints about his embezzlement um, that he decided to to suspend Petrat as a mayor. He resigned, but but the rest of the town council followed suit in solidarity. Even though he was embezzling, they're like, we love you that much, we're going to go ahead and just... Was he that great? Uh, apparently, I don't know, girl. Wow. But he was embezzling, and he had whatever. I was, I was he had like a following. He did. He's like almost like a cult psychopath. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely that. Yeah. So five weeks later, his pros successfully ran for council of Yvonne, which I believe is another time, and was forced to resign again in 1932 when it was discovered that he had illegally connected the town's elect- electrical grid to his home. So he was still in electricity. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> but by then, he didn't care. What did he... And why? I, I don't know. To keep from paying for it, I guess. But he didn't care because at that point, he already moved to Paris. He was good. He was good living from those little places. So then he established himself at 66 Rue... 
Carmartin, where he had made a living performing illegal abortions, prescribing drugs to addicts, and evading taxes. Real fun guy, right? In He's 19- talented. Right? He just has his hand mixed <laughs> in everything. He was briefly institutionalized again for kleptomania. I'm like, okay. They institutionalized people for that, apparently. Um, after the fall of France in 1940, he also provided fake disability certificates to French citizens who had been drafted to do forced labor in Germany. Um, in 1941, he told his longtime patient, Raoul Fourier, that he was a member of the French resistance and knew how to smuggle people to the unoccupied zone of Latin America, which they had said was like Argentina. Right. And then what we, he would do is he, um, Perot hoped that the, that Fournier, being a hairdresser, could introduce him to many people who wanted to flee from the Germans and would therefore um, be missed, wouldn't be missed when they Because hairdressers know everybody, right? right? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the biggest thing is that he, um, what he happened is that he would actually charge these people like it was a 25,000 francs, which is right now I looked at the francs because I was just kind of curious on what the differences was. That's almost equivalent to American dollars back in 1930 something. So people that are probably getting their hair done probably have a little bit more money than the, the other Poe people. Right. That were just looking for Poe like us. Poe like we us. Po. <laughs> I Poe, you Poe, we all Poe. <laughs> That's why we shop at IKEA. <laughs> So again, um, so but he had actually told this uh, gentleman for year, and I guess another guy named Pintard, although he insisted that he was a patriot, it was a patriot enterprise, and that he was not designed solely for profit. Um, he used his son's name to purchase a mansion um, on Twenty First Rue de la Sur, um, where he excavated a, excavated a pit building a furnace and to store over 500 kilograms so what he did is he would actually like i said people would come over to his house they'd pay his money and then he would say that the argentinian government needed to inoculate them but what he was doing is actually injecting them injecting them with cyanide <gasps> right so i was like <gasps> so they're eventually kill. they're eventually killed and then they're with that furnace their their bodies actually were disposed there um for your and he Pitard, was cremating them? Yes, girl. He was, so it, he's was selling it was like them everybody. Like he's telling them, I'm going to get you to Argentina. And then they come there. And, and they're going to inoculate you because this is what the Argentinian government requires for you. And then he injects them with cyanide, kills them, burns their bodies. Oh, my God. And then it keeps at $25,000. Well, yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then to top it off, he takes all their jewels, all their belongings, their passports, their clothes. He takes everything. Wow. So, um, I guess when the two fucktards that were actually with him often demanded more money from the victims and just keep it themselves because they were, you know, they were taken from the top there. Um, let's see here. But they actually, starting in 1942, the gangsters were joined by a wealth... Wait, hold on a second. Where am I at? But at first, when he's actually... Before he actually makes his pit or whatever, he's actually dumping the bodies in the scene, in the scene river by, by submerging them or putting them in quickline and, or incinerating them in that... In that, fur- in that furnace that he actually built, he actually, he didn't keep a low profile by any means. The Gestapo eventually found out about him in April of 1943. They heard about all his route for escapes of wanted persons, which they assumed was part of the resistance. So the Gestapo agent Robert Jodakum forced forced prisoner Yvonne Dreyfus to approach, and, to approach the supposed network, but Dreyfus simply vanished. 
Um, a later informant successfully infiltrated the operation and the Gestapo arrested Fournier um, and Pinyard and another guy I guess that was involved was Nezadet. Under torture, they confessed because he went by a code name called Dr. Eugene. Right? That, that's an awesome code that's a, right? it's like Dr. Dr. Eugene. Dr. Eugene. Paging Dr. Eugene. Paging. <laughs> paging Dr. Eugene. Um, that they actually, after they were, um, Nezalet was later released, but three others spent eight months in prison, eight months in prison suspected of helping Jews to escape. Even under torture, they did not identify any other members of the resistance because they knew of none, because the like, guy was making it up the whole time. The Gestapo released the three men January of 1944. So on March 11, 1944, Perot's, Perot's neighbors in Rue de la Sur complained to the police about a foul stench in the area and large amounts of smoke billowing from the chimney of the house. Um, fearing a chimney fire, the police summoned firemen who centered the house and found a roaring fire in a coal stove in, stove in the basement. In the fire, the scattered scattered in the basement were all types of human remains. So when was this? This when was in 1944. Found? Okay. So the, I mean, he's been doing this for a while. So right I mean, he went the into war like ended. he went into World War he went into World War Two. What did I say? He was like 1913 or something like that. He yeah. was like 19 years so old. So Second World War. Yeah. So he was yeah. So he was yeah. Did I say yeah enough? A little bit. Sure. Don't give me he that. He probably did. <laughs> You're forgetting that you're letting me drink the wine here while you're reading. <laughs> no, I'm like, well, I got a glass. <laughs> no, please. Fine, fine, fine. So anyways, um, in addition to his basement, a quick lime pit in the backyard contained human re- remains as well as a canvas bag, which also contained human remains. In his home, enough body parts were found to make at least 10 victims. Also scattered throughout the property were suitcases, clothing, and assorted property from his victims. So, I'm like, oof. So, anyways. Um, wow. He was so, a really fun guy. Right? He was, girl, he was on a roll. So, with that being said, it looks like they had discovered it. The media went nuts over it. And so, he actually, he actually was gone. He, you know, just, he was just gone. But again, there was like heavy media coverage in regards to him being gone. So he he actually during during the next seven months he hid with friends, claiming that Gestapo wanted him because he had killed Germans and informers, playing himself as the total good guy. He eventually moved in with the patient George Redoubt, and he let his beard go, grow, and then adopted various aliases. Because remember, he has all these different passports from all these victims that he killed. So during the liberation of Paris in 1944, Perot adopted the name Henry Val- Valery, which I'm like, that's kind of strange. I mean, where did he come up with that name? But Maybe it was one of the passports that he had? You know what? It could have been. That's, you're a little bit smarter than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> he joined the French forces in the interior in the uprising and became a captain in charge of counter-espionage and prisoner interrogations. Holy shit. Isn't that some weird shit? I'm just like, what? Um, Why isn't there a movie about this guy? I don't even know. It says, when the the newspaper The Renaissance published an article about Perot, his defense attorney from 1942 narcotics case received a letter in which his fugitive client claimed that the the published allegations were lies. He gave police a hint of, he gave a police a hint that Perot was still in, in Paris. And then the search began looking for this new alias, Henry Valerie. 
Among those who were drafted to find him, um, finally, on October 31st, um, Perot was recognized at a Paris metro station and arrested. Among his possessions, like I said, were um, a pistol, 31,700 francs, and 50 sets of identity documents. So how many people do you think he killed to get all those? And I'm assuming all those were just men. Did they have a like a, a guess as how many people that he killed? Do you know, I, I, wow. they said, yeah, I mean, tons, but I don't even know if they had an exact number because especially in that day and age, they don't yeah. have like... Well, during that, the war, like, yeah. people are, there's so much killing going on already. I mean, think about that for a serial killer. What a fucking candy land that would be because exactly. everybody's dying to get out. Everybody's moving. They're not sitting still. People don't know where their family members are at. So I can't even imagine where, you know, how easy that would have been for him. So, but he's a piece of shit. So anyways. Agreed. So he was in prison. Um, he claimed that he was innocent, that he had killed only the enemies of France. Um, and, said, and said that he had discovered a pile of bodies at the 21 Rue uh, place that he was at in February of 1944. But that had assumed that they were collaborated, killed by members of his Renaissance network. So he was pretty much blaming the other guys that had did it, not him. He was innocent. Um, but the police. Of he was. Right. They're always um, innocent. Always. Um, but the police found that Pro had few friends of any major resistance group. Some of the resistance group he, spo- he spoke of had never even existed, and there was no, pro- no proof of any of his claimed exploits. Prosecutors eventually charged him with at least 27 murders for profit. Their estimate of his grand gains um, ran up to 200 million francs. Jesus. Because, I mean, jewelry, everything. So he actually. It was probably more than that. Oh, I agree. I mean, like I said, you don't know how long he's been killing. These are just the houses that are finding with these mass graves right. or whatever the case may be. So then he went on trial on March 19th, 1946, 46, facing 135 criminal charges. Rene Floriot acted for defense um, against a team consisting in state prosecutors and 12 civil lawyers hired by relatives of Patriot's victims. So there's a whole bunch of people is it, after him. Is it Perot or is it Patriot? Pet, it's it's P E T I O T S. Because every time you say Perot, I'm thinking I'm of thinking like Ross Agatha. That's the way I see it in my head. I don't know why. Even though he I'm looks thinking Agatha like Christie. That. <laughs> pets pet petots. Petot. Petou. I have no idea. Um, just saying. You know I'd what I'm saying. It, it's different variations. Really I'm hoping know. one of them is eventually right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call him Peter. All right, we'll just do that. Uh, <laughs> I think he was called like the Mad Butcher or something. I had that okay. written down somewhere, but you know, struggles. So, but anyways, um, Mad B, Mad Mad. So they actually hired. Okay, so a bunch of lawyers were hired by his victims. He taunted the prosecuting lawyers and claimed that the various victims had been collaborators or double agents. So um, that he said that they were double agents and that the vanished people were alive and well living in South America under new names. Wow. I, I'm like, God, you're a special kind of piece of crap. One of these days, we're going to have to talk about all the people from World War II that went to South America, Argentina. Yeah. In particular. Definitely. One of our shows. Okay, cool. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Including uh, the big one. The big one? The big one? Hitler. Oh, the hit. I was like, big show. We're doing a big show. Is there any different than this big show? Are we going to have some confetti coming from the ceiling? Have you watched Finding Hitler? I 
have not found one. Found. I have not seen. <laughs> I'm looking for the word. I have problems. It's a big problem. <laughs> it's a focus problem. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to be seen by it. Right? Somebody for it. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's a special kind of, kind of non-focus and apparently a special kind of non-speaking. <laughs> well, you know, the best part of our show is <laughs> as we drink... <laughs> You get to listen to us try to articulate. <laughs> I think that's just like the Did charm you say of our show. Articulate? <laughs> it's like drunk history, but better. <laughs> oh my god, girl! I tell you, it's not the business. All right, so let me get this first. So, anyways, um, he admitted to killing just nineteen of the twenty-seven victims found in his house. He claimed that they were Germans and collaborators. Part of a total of 63 enemies killed. Um, he actually attempted to portray um, Patriot as a, what a, one of the guys that actually the part of that whole scheme where they were. No, I'm sorry. Take that back. His lawyer, damn lawyers, attempted to portray um, Pet Patriot. We're gonna go with that one this time. <laughs> so Renaissance hero. <laughs> His name keeps shaking. <laughs> having like one of those mustaches that comes from <laughs> Agatha Christie's. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm like, is next time I'm going to say his name is Pierogi? You're like, ain't that a food? <laughs> it's per, per, per tot? Per tot. Sure. Okay. So anyways, but the judges and the jurors were unimpressed. Um, Patat was convicted of 26 counts of murder and sentenced to death. And you want to know how he dies? Do you want to know how he dies? How does he die? Yes. How? So he was actually beheaded by the guillotine. <gasps> right? After, they still yeah. had a guillotine then? Yeah! I thought the same thing. I'm like, no. The guillotine? But I checked a couple different sources, which is definitely Wikipedia and... Um, what's the other one? Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. So that's what I actually did my research online. But yeah, guillotine. Wow. Guillotine. And here is a picture of this strange man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that mustache? Does he have a mustache? He has a You're mustache. You're like, sure. Why not? Okay. This is going on the page. <laughs> We're going to draw little squiggly lines on him. He doesn't look like an evil genius. <laughs> Girl, they rarely do. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Oxide. So his actual, he was actually known as the Butcher of Paris. The I Butcher. Somewhere. I just, the Butcher of Paris. The Butcher of Paris. I could have easily called him that than every other P word in the... Uh, in the Petot, world Petot, Perot, Pierogi <laughs> It's okay Petite <laughs> Very good, very good, very good Yeah, so that is the end of my story But yeah, he was actually guillotined and Butcher I, of Paris Butcher of Paris That was a good story Yeah, he. that was crazy though I mean, he got all involved with the government I mean, that's some shady shit You have to have You have to have a heart of stone To see <laughs> I'm trying to decide how much of this I'm going to keep in and how much I'm going to edit out. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's drunk fine. history. You're like, speak your words. <laughs> you know what? I'm about to read my story, so you can make fun of everything I say wrong, but I'm not trying anything in French. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
saying. You braver than me. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna have me some more Vouvray. You drink the rest of that because I think I've drank more wine than no, you but at I, this point. I'm fine. I'm fine. 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 Here you go. You're gonna. You have to wet your whistle. My whistle is wet. <laughs> start my story I'm gonna preface it with the story okay I just want to tell you that like as I was like researching all of this I kept running into um I think it was Bigfoot Ranch okay no it was Skinwalker Ranch okay (laughs) I just hold on I just heard a story about Skinwalker Ranch like not that long ago so Skinwalker Ranch is like a smorgasbord of like everything paranormal okay apparently Bigfoot makes an appearance. Really? So at some point in time, I'm going to do Bigfoot Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. (laughs) It's really cool. He puts the lotions on. story <laughs> there is no lotion in the story at all there's no lotion but very hairy beings that might need lotion they might have ashy feet <laughs> okay so anyways so my story starts with my cousin and my brother okay well two of my cousins uh, my cousin George and my cousin Nikki and my brother Nando. <laughs> putting them out there? I know. I'm putting them out there. It's fine. It's okay. It's so okay. anyways, one night they decide they're going to go up to Bloody Basin Road. Okay. Um, my cousin George says it's a great place to see the stars and he takes pictures. He's a great mm-hmm. photographer. So they go up there. They're driving down Bloody Basin Road and as they're driving... Something jumps in front of the car. <gasps> no. Yeah. What was it? I have no idea. It's and neither do they. <laughs> well, we kept on calling it the Chukaba. <laughs> Girl, we close to Mexico. <laughs> I mean, not like real close, but it's close enough. I wasn't with them, so this okay. is all secondhand. All right. But um, if it wasn't for the fact that my cousin... George is such a like a straight arrow guy. I was gonna be like, were they drinking? <laughs> no, he like straight edge. My brother, if my brother told me the story, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Since George was there, and they both pretty much like their stories corroborated. Um, basically, they're driving down the road. It's late at night. You know, they got the high beams on, and something jumps in front of the car. And basically, it's like from the right side of the road pops in like one step into the middle and then gone like it was like almost instantaneous really and it was like so fast that you know george kind of like almost stops keeps running keeps driving keeps running (laughs) yeah they're running (laughs) there you go (laughs) million dollar man yours (laughs) so they're driving and 
they both look at each other at some point and they're like did you see that did you see that <laughs> and they're like they start comparing notes and at the end of it all I mean they, the agreement is that it was like something with inverted knees like really like the, a spider almost like the rival really yeah something really? that that much they agree on that is creepy as hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, gives me shivers. They're like, hey, yeah, Alma, let's go over there to Blood Basin Road. Yeah. <laughs> let's all die together. <laughs> so that part of the story... Um, As he gonna, tells you while you're sitting there at <laughs> that set place already. <laughs> we're going to revisit on our next story because actually, as I was doing the research for that, that, like, it made more sense to me. Okay. But um, I'm not going to get into it now. Okay. So a few weeks later, we all go. We end up going all the way down... Uh, a few more miles down the road to the um, Indian ruins there. Okay. Um, I want to say it was Agua Fria. And so we're down there. We, like, hike all the way down to the Indian ruins. It's, like, late at night. We're still doing the star thing. The boys go down. There's, like, a huge escarpment, and it's like a canyon. They, like, sit at the edge of it, and they're, like, yelling off into the canyon. There's echoes coming back and whatever. Because we all do that. Anytime we're around any... We're from Arizona. So anytime you're around any sort of canyon, mountain, you're like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> So, yeah. As we're there, we come back. Something else happened there. I'll elaborate on that okay. later. All right. We had so many things going on. We come back to Ooh. where the truck is. And we put down our chairs and we're like sitting there. And um, off into the distance, you can see where the... All the traffic is cutting across the highway. It's like it makes like a almost like a a golden line. Okay. Um, yeah, because around that area, there's only one road in and out at yeah. that point, right? Well, and then there's the freeway. Okay. There's the I-17. It kind of like through the mountains. It it makes this like kind of golden line there, and like and it's so off into the distance and whatever. And like you can see the stars; they were amazing. Um, at the time, we saw like Orion's Belt and whatever. Oh, My wow. cousin took like a like so many pictures Girl, I, I love those pictures I remember you showing that to me if, so you if I find them I'll that. put them on the website yeah. with his permission of course anyways this is where we get part into this part of the story okay I'm sitting there and I'm looking off into the distance and we're just talking having a good time and of course we're kind of like a little bit like you know because they saw this a few weeks yeah, ago yeah so you're kind of like a little bit Look, looking around just yeah. a little more cautious Mm-mm, girl so something cuts the light way oh. off into the distance oh, no. and it was like um from the right of my field of vision to the left of my field of vision <sighs> and it looked like arms swinging oh my god that's creepy as hell it was really creepy i started squinting and looking and i don't see it again but like i was albert's like what and i'm like i just saw something i don't know if i saw something but something just like broke the light and it looked like an arm swinging so at some point in the night, they, as they're out there with the flashlights, okay, they walk all the way out into the distance, and my cousin's like trying to measure how far out it was, and he's, when he's out there, he's not even tall enough to break <gasps> the light. No. Alma, that's creepy. Yeah. And then, like I said, there was like a cannon, like an escarpment that kind of breaks okay. between us and the traffic, and Yeah. It couldn't have been any farther than that. Oh, my God. Oh. So something broke the light. 
something very tall. Oh, no. And I don't know what it was, but my story is about Bigfoot. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bigfoot's like something that caught my attention when I was really young. Um, When I was really young with my dad, I remember watching um, In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. And I saw... Did you watch it? Like, there were so many things on that show, but that was, like, one of my favorite shows to watch with my dad. Anyway, so I remember that grainy video of the The Sasquatch. Yeah, there was the Bigfoot, like, across a river, like, walking and then turning around. Chewbacca looking kind of like the It was like... (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways... Around the world, Bigfoot's known as Sasquatch or Yeti. Like, there's so many, like, names for, like, creatures that are cryptids that are just like Bigfoot. Okay. So there's been so many sightings around the world. All right, folks. All right. I'm a little bit tipsy, so (laughs) that's the name of our podcast, so I'm going to go with it. You know what cryptids are? They're, you know, from the Greek crypto, meaning hide or hidden. And Bigfoot is one of the most famous cryptids out there. Definitely. Um, the word Sasquatch is believed to be an anglicized anglicized version of the Salish word Sasquets, meaning wild man or hairy man. Okay. And J.W. Burns coined a term in the 1930s. In 2009, there were more than 250 recording, recorded sightings in North America. In just, northern, just like in northern, just in Northern America? Yeah, just in North holy America. Sh- holy shit. 250. Damn. And then there have been more than 10,000 accounts reported worldwide in the last 200 years. Wow, damn. More than 95% of all those sightings occurred in Asia or North America. Okay. And 70% of those are in a high altitudes with dense tree coverage. So mountainous areas. Yeah. And then, so Bigfoot is often described as bipedal primate-like, ranging from 6 to 15 feet tall. That's Damn. pretty... That's 15 feet tall! That's, that's, that's bigger than a basketball big. player. That is too big. <laughs> that's like that... I mean, if you put two Shaquille O'Neal's on top of each other, I don't even think they hit 15 feet. Yeah, we saw Shaq when we were, like, in Las Vegas, uh-huh. and he was pretty fucking big. Really? I can't Ooh. even imagine. No. Like, how big is... How big is Shaq? I think he's, like, 7 foot 3. Really? I'm totally guessing. Okay, 15, <laughs> I know 15, he's seven foot, maybe something. I yeah, don't know. 15 feet is ugh. twice him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to run to, into him in a dark alley or I'm, not in the woods I'm at all. I'm just saying. They're often noted as giving off a foul smell. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> all, all that hair, girl. Come on. No, no showers, no deodorant. Nope. No axe. <laughs> So accounts also have him as moving silently or emitting a high-pitched cry. Okay. People that have seen him have also noted that he stands erect like a large man. How would that high-pitched cry sound? You lost me there for a second. <laughs> How about a sound, Alma? You know what I heard? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a don't fit. <laughs> I didn't make that noise. I felt like, yeah, you did. I was that, sh- was, sh- that was totally you. <laughs> was it me? No, it was... <laughs> I listened to this before okay. I recorded it. It was freaky. It was very freaky. It's so no dolphin-like sound? No, it wasn't dolphin-like. <laughs> no. All right. I'm going to pause right now because okay. I'm going to play it for you. All right. Okay, guys, we're back. So I found it. Okay. Get ready. Ooh. 
Oh, that's not good. It's fucking creepy as hell. Yep. He sounds way too calm. I'm just saying, <laughs> putting that out there on front street. I seriously did doo -doo -doo, just spooky, but that's a western, so <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Sound like a Wookiee? Wookiee, Wookiee, Wookiee. That is creepy as hell, though, girl. Mm. I'm not going to be in the middle of a fucking, in the middle of the woods hearing that. I'm like, we got to go. Bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be packing my shit. I made trip you back in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I gotta go. Bye. So as I said, um, this high-pitched cry, um, its footprints have been measured to be up to 24 inches long. Jesus. So now hopefully that's, that's a the 15-foot Sasquatch, because the smaller one is just gonna look awkward. <laughs> you're like, boom, 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 boom. You see this little, like, you're like the hell your feet are almost almost as big as you <laughs> I've seen, seen some people like that <laughs> hey wait a minute I have five looking like, like a troll <laughs> alright so wait a minute wait a minute did you have a big feet Alma <laughs> hey I have big feet just not that big <laughs> So, um, some of the behaviors that they've demonstrated um, have been throwing rocks. Okay. And tree <laughs> <laughs> Not small rocks. <laughs> Although they have, like, sometimes people will be, like, camping okay. and they'll throw, like, weird things into the campsite, like, that randomly. Yeah. I read some of those stories. I'm just like... Like poop? No. <laughs> Rocks, acorn sticks, stuff like that. I'm just saying, if I was a Sasquatch, I'd be like, what am I going to throw? Poop. I received because I'm 15 foot hairy with, you know, apparently eight foot feet. So, And there's also tree knocking. Okay. So, like, this has been heard, like, like echoing through the forest oh my so God. It, apparently that's one of that would behaviors. freak me out i don't think i'm ever gonna go camping now thanks alma <laughs> i think i can convince you <laughs> damn <laughs> if i bring enough there's whiskey not, there's very little that you can't convince me of doing <laughs> it'll be fun sure it's all fun and dandy we'll until we hear this like so anyways, it's been theorized that the Bigfoot and its Siberian counterpart, the Almas, not Alma, Alma? the Almas with the like S, Almas. <laughs> could be a remnant of the Neanderthals. I'm not a Neanderthal. <laughs> you're not, baby, you're not. <laughs> Although sometimes when I'm on my period. Damn, girl, same. I'm like on the real. <laughs> so, um, let's see. The oldest recorded account of Bigfoot was by Leif Erikson okay. and his men during the first landing in the New World. They wrote of, of a hairy man-like beast that were horribly ugly. This is... <laughs> This was, yeah, that's this the was actually <laughs> the account that they wrote. They were horribly ugly, horribly. hairy, swarthy, and with great black eyes. By all means, they were ugly. I don't even know what we could accept that is. <laughs> These were Vikings. Oh, So yeah. if they were hairy and ugly and swarthy. Oh, my God. <laughs> enough to write down. <laughs> because all the guys that they crossed the fucking Atlantic with were hairy and ugly. Maybe not swarthy. I don't know. 
before I continue to speak. Zip it. <laughs> According to Leaf, they lived in the woods and they had a rank odor. I keep thinking Leaf Garrett every time you say that. Definitely not as say, cute as I Leaf think Garrett. I love you, but that's not him. His hair was probably a little longer, a little blonder. A little bit. And he said, dude. And he, was, and he was a little hairier. I don't know. Those guys in the 70s, they like their chest They look chest all hair. like Spicoli. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just got an image. I never understood the attraction to Spicoli. Same. Girl, seriously, I have a, I like any movie that Sean Penn's in, I hate him i don't know why i hate his face like on a real i hate his face so bad so just like this is a good movie has a minute and i'm like nope i hate his face i hate his speech really i hate his face i, I just don't like him he he just i just don't like him i don't know why so I'm just like, why i'm like i don't know he I does just, have a face you want to punch after a while girl that yeah yeah i don't like him <laughs> The only movie that I saw that he was remotely okay one was Mystic River, but girl, I did not like him. I'm sorry, I'm on a whole other tangent, but you meant Spic- well, I mentioned Spicoli. <laughs> sorry. <I'm- laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> okay, so back to Leif Erikson, the big hairy Viking. <laughs> that, I was like, how the fuck did I get this? I don't know. But we started talking about Leif, and then Leif Garrett, and then. Harry 70s guys and then somehow it was Spicoli and I don't know I was thinking about Spaghetti David Cassidy he was a cutie David Cassidy yeah Yeah, he was adorable he sang that song (laughs) which song I'm sorry (laughs) I think I love you song I think I love you oh my god (laughs) now you're gonna have to sing the whole song no You're gonna That's have to all sing I know. The whole song that is for all, our be Patreon like, people. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's it. I'll cut it out, <laughs> and then the Patreon people get to hear you sing. See me, hum. I love you. <laughs> God, I hope that's a song. <laughs> I have no idea right now. <laughs> Same. I'm just telling you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Silence. Okay. Leaf Garrett speaking. Back to Leaf Garrett. <laughs> According to Leaf, they lived in the woods. Okay. And had a rank odor Ew. and a deafening shriek, which we just kind of heard. That go. If I heard that in the woods, that's not the business. I'm imagining like it sounded a little closer back then because you know there was nothing around. There was no Mm-mm. cities. Like Mm-mm. they were literally. Other than probably Native Americans, they were the only other, and apparently Bigfoot. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) They call the creature Scouring, spelled S-K-E-L-L-R-I-N-G. Really? Yeah, and it reminds me of something that you buy at Ikea. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, the Scouring Desk. (laughs) Yes, the Scouring Desk. (laughs) It is <laughs> as long as it's white, impossible not to put together. <laughs> not that impossible, although I, never mind. <laughs> I put that same desk together. I had everything backwards. Had to take it all apart, re-put it on. It was not the business. I have to just tell you that the little, like the little folding thing in the back. Yes, 
the That's first exactly piece. Exactly what Albert I did. put it into. He put it in upside down. So I'm like trying to make it snap, and it right. didn't snap. <laughs> Fucking well, I did that for 45 minutes until I l- took everything apart, and I was like, <laughs> I put it in backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Stupid skeleton desk. <laughs> Everything is backwards. <laughs> Anyways, so it's a war- Norse word um, of contempt, and it means roughly barbarian. Vikings calling barbarians barbarians. Barbarians. Glass oh. na- houses and rocks, right? <laughs> exactly. There's, there are many native stories of ape-like creatures, and one comes from the Lumi tribe in Washington State. The name is, i try and say this, Semequis. Semequis? Semequis. Okay. The stories are much the same, but the details differ among various families. Um, Some regional versions tell of more threatening creatures. The Stiaha or Kwikwiaye. I know I didn't say that 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 was good. I'm going to give you that one. That was really good. I said it really fast. (laughs) Like pulling a (laughs) band-aid. That's what I should have did with my story. So the they're described as a nocturnal race. Okay. Children were warned against saying their names or else they would be carried off by monsters and killed. Does really? that sound familiar? That sounds like Bloody Mary, doesn't it? Yeah. Turn off lights, say their name three times, she shows up, bites your head off. Or oh. any other like... Yeah, any other European, like... like or even Hispanic. Cucuy. We got the cucuy, we've got... Chupacabra. Oh, the girl, the Yorona scared me when I was real young. Okay. So before I get into all that, let's talk about the Patterson film. Like I mentioned it earlier. That okay. was the thing that I saw that. on In Search Of. Um, um, before it, I get there real quick though, but just kind of a quick comment in regards to, like you said, the tribe that had actually seen it. Can you imagine because of the natives that were actually um, here in North America, um, how many things they actually saw? Everything they saw, some of their folklore, you probably, it's probably actually based oh, on a dozens, lot of this there's stuff. There's dozens of stories out there, like even like drawings, like pictures in caves of like hairy beasts and there's a lot of legends of sasquatch like beings Beans, yeah yeah definitely like across like north america all native cultures like all the way up into canada and alaska girl i mean like i said i can just imagine because they've been here the longest they've had you know they've had they're gonna have more sightings than anybody else you know yeah no definitely Patterson Patterson, the Patterson film. It's a short motion picture of an unidentified object, which filmmakers have said was a Bigfoot. The event lasted 53 seconds. Wow. So it was like 53 seconds of film, but that film like echoed across time. Yeah, decades ago. Before we were young watching this, and even now it's still one of, it's like the Zapruder film, isn't it? Yeah, people are like still like, they're trying to debunk it and they still can't debunk it. No. But the interesting thing about um, that film, it was shot in 1967 in Northern California, and it was sub- it's been sub- like I said, it's been subjected over the years to numerous attempts to debunk or I authenticate. And the footage was filmed alongside Bluff Creek, a tributary to Klamath River, about 20 vlogging miles northwest of Orleans. Okay, there's that word there's again. There's that name, huh? California. Oh. That's not in France. <laughs> and it's not in Louisiana. It's not in Louisiana. In Humboldt, 
County, California. The filmmakers were Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin, but Roger Patterson is the more famous guy. He's okay. like the front guy. Um, interestingly, in May or June of 1967, Patterson fi- began filming a docudrama or a pseudo-documentary about cowboys being led by an old miner and a wise Indian tracker on a hunt for Bigfoot. The actual film was in October of the same year. Oh, see, that's kind of suspect. Yeah, and a lot of people feel the same way. Okay. Definitely suspect. It walks like a duck. Yeah, quack, quack. (laughs) (laughs) Like you were saying, skeptics think that it was just too much of a coincidence for him to capture this on film when he had already had such an avid interest in the creature. Um, Patterson died of cancer in 1972, and he maintained right to the end that the creature on the film was real. Really? So he never stopped, never stopped with it. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder. I mean, do you confess towards, the, you know, at the bitter end, or do you just say fuck it and make it legend for the rest of your life? I have no idea. But I mean, it. I, I'm going to say if it were me, I'd go with the latter. I'm going to put it on the website. You guys can decide for yourselves. I don't know. Have you seen it? Yeah. What do you think of it? You know, girl, I've always been real skeptical kind of thought person either way. So for me, I'm like, that's not real. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. But although there are a lot I of I want creatures, it to be real. Yeah. So much that like, I don't think that I can look at it without being jaded by that perspective. I mean, I think there's so, I mean, there's so many things or different species that are being discovered even daily. So who's, who am I to say to say that there isn't something out there like that? But at the end of the day, I guess for me, I'm just more like, no, I'm, I, I, especially with the information you're giving me, I'm always going to be a cynic at right. every turn. Um, okay, I'm probably getting this wrong, but I think there's like an ape in like Southern Africa. Um, locals have been talking about this ape for years and years and years and years. Okay. But nobody's ever been able to document it until recently. And now they've caught it on film. And so now it's real. I... I think it's a jack ape. Okay. I'll get back to you on that one. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. <you're> <laughs> but it was a species basically le- that it was just basically legend. Well, think about it this way. I mean, if, if, this, if say that film is actually true, although right. like I said, it's stacked against that it's not because he's making a documentary, blah, blah, blah. So well, say it actually is real. If this person is standing, walking like a man, um, full of hair, um, how do we not know it doesn't have the same mentality as a human that it would actually elude any sort of capture or or anything to that effect? Right. I don't know. All I know is that like there's been so many documented sightings okay. of the Bigfoot, like, but there's very few like actual like credible video. Mm. Like this is probably the most credible, credible video. Even with this digital age, it's probably hard to find anything in remotely yeah. close to that. It's mostly like firsthand accounts of people that just can't get it on tape or whatever. Yeah. But there's so many. That's that's what keeps it out there. That's what keeps it at the top of people's minds that it exists yeah and there's so many legends like that have been passed down, down from 
Yeah. No, girl, I totally hear you. It's kind of the same thing a little bit with aliens. Like, um, did you know that our Australia Mountains here in Arizona are actually, it's actually named, if I remember correctly, and I may be totally off on this, it's actually named by the Native American Spanish mix. Um, they call them the Estrellas because they would see lights land on these mountains. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. And so, um, because I feel like of we that, we need to delve into that. Yeah, no, girl, believe me. Uh, yeah, I just find we that we might super have to switch places one of these days. <laughs> I'll take a murder. <laughs> there you or go. Or crime. <laughs> and you'll have to do the Australia Mountains. Yeah, I find that just super interesting. That is, yeah. that's fascinating. I never knew that. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of, and just kind of go back to your, what you were saying is that a lot of that folklore, even though, like I said, I'm very cynical, very jaded in regards to a lot of that information, I feel that some of it can be based on truth. Like I said, do you see lights on top of a mountain? Native Americans are seeing things without electricity being there, right. you know, because they're native, they're indigenous, they're, you know, they're going to see all that stuff in its raw form. And so when they're seeing all these things and claiming all these sightings or even folklore, you know, pat, being passed down, it kind of makes you it does make me wonder maybe that is true we just haven't caught caught it to that point right I feel like I'm right in the middle on that like there's that part of me that's a skeptic like when somebody's telling me a story and I'm just like squinting at them like okay right Mm -hmm. and then but there's that other part of me that just wants it to be real because it's like I feel like how can we think that we're the only beings in the universe girl and that's a, and that's a very big thing because Sergio always would say that how could we be so arrogant to think that it's just exactly. us exactly it's arrogant to think that we're the only us out yeah. there and it's a big blue marble so like I said I just for me I'm that's just the way I'm just naturally right. but I can totally understand and it would give me pause because of those type of things right and you know there's definitely those people out there that want attention and they're telling stories because they just they crave that attention and then there's those people that don't want that attention and they don't want to give their name. Yeah. So it makes it much much more credible to me. And there was a lot of those people that you, I was encountering, encountering while I was like reading stories about okay. the Bigfoot. So anyways, um, interestingly, Pat, like I said, Patterson died in 1972. That's actually the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Let's not give all the goodies out on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm an old lady. Anyways, after this footage was released, Bigfoot sightings in North America spiked. Okay. Wow. So people saw this on TV or wherever they saw it. So well, do you think it's more of a frenzy, or do you and and do you think more of as a frenzy, or do you think that people were more comfortable coming forward with their sightings? I don't know. It could be either or. It could be either or, because, like, sometimes I think, like, you spike people's imagination, too. Right. And, like, anything. Like, like the story I just told you earlier, like, my brother and my cousin told us a story, and we go out there, and so, like... You're almost waiting for that. Yeah, we're waiting for something to happen, so you never know. Let's get on to Bigfoot accounts. Okay. Perhaps the most widely known and publicized case of an attack on humans from the alleged Bigfoot occurred in the summer of 1924, when five prospectors by the names of Marion Smith, his son, Roy Smith, Fred Beck, Gabe Lefebvre, I think it's Lefebvre, 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 Patriot, (laughs) Patrol, (laughs) 
<laughs> and John Peterson. That's easy enough to that say. That is good. That's so vanilla. <laughs> We're out there in the wild of Mount St. Helens of Scamanini. Well, well that's not vanilla. <laughs> Scaminia County, Washington. The group was out in the remote wilderness working on a claim in an area of a branch of the Lewis River. Uh, about eight miles miles from the Spirit Lake. When about eight ca- miles? Were they like holding hands? <laughs> Pretty much. Edit that. At some point they were. They were probably like all cuddled together. <laughs> Hearing Bee Gees music. <laughs> you know, I... They were probably scared enough that their the pitch in their voice probably went as high as Barry. Although Barry Gibb has a lot of hair. You can be seen as a Sasquatch. How deep is your love? Wait, hold on. Is it the right no, song? No, no. You were a little too deep there. You said how deep. How deep is your How good oh. was this wine? <laughs> that is a really good wine. So anybody, I'm sorry, interruption, but Vouvray, um, I bought this at Total Wine. It's a French wine. It's white. It's a little sweet, but not overly sweet. It's Alfino. Wow. <laughs> Alfino Morricone selection. Sorry, Alma. It's it was okay. a real good wine. <laughs> it was, apparently. Like I said, <laughs> it's like drunk history, but better. <laughs> All right, so the, these guys are out in the woods. Um, they're embedded in there, embedded into the earth, was a series of footprints reported as looking very human-like, but much more massive. Okay. Um, at around fourteen inches in length and with unusually stubby toes. But you know what? That's a basketball player right now. Wait, I know. wait, fourteen inches in length. Isn't Shaq's foot like size seventeen or something like that? Yeah, he's got big feet. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Uh, no comment. No long. <laughs> okay, <this>. embedded, <laughs> embedded into the earth, embedded into the earth. But okay, the rest of my story. Fourteen inch, fourteen inches. The rest of my story. Not long <laughs> after this, the man <laughs> began to see some strange creature through the trees. Okay, during their trek. He was like a seven foot tall gorilla. Girl, fuck that. If I ever saw a seven foot gorilla, I'm like, uh, I hear that they take off people's junks. So, right. Bye. <laughs> I'll meet you guys back in that nearest town that we just passed. Mm-mm, okay. Nope. So, back to the seven, t- seven foot tall gorilla like figure seen at, on at least four occasions. Oh, so, wow. they didn't see him once. They saw him four times and what they was kept this on again? going. I'm sorry. This was in Washington. Damn, girl, that's too close for Washington comfort. State. Mm-mm. <laughs> Y'all know. Which was described as being covered in a long black hair and sporting two four inch long ears that stuck straight up. Four inch long ears? Yeah. Like a bat? Was it Batman? <laughs> was was it Batman. a hairy Batman? <laughs> I am Sasquatch Batman. <laughs> he just had a he had a, <laughs> he had a Disney-esque hat going on that he found in the woods. <laughs> I'm never gonna finish my story. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. He had very big ears like Spock. 
Which is an odd detail, to say the least, at just, one you point. You said pointy, right? Pointy. Okay. <laughs> it was like, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Four inch long ears. Okay. Okay, I don't think I said pointy. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine pointy. <laughs> That's my phone. My phone's four inches. I think your phone's bigger than that. I think you're... That's like, we're there. I'm telling you, it was Batman. I'm Batman. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again. Or let's not. (laughs) Oh my God, I just can't even... (laughs) I might pee a little bit. Okay. I bet. finish this I'm never gonna finish my okay, story I'm so sorry I keep saying I'm sorry but I just keep You're talking sorry. <laughs> oh okay, okay. <coughs> deep breath <sighs> all right I'm a foreign cheers <laughs> we're so much about size today <laughs> Smith fired at it, sending it lumbering off, but okay. far from cowering in, it seemed to only make the creature even bolder. No shit, motherfucker. <laughs> right? I feel like it's like a kid. Ow! While poverty away, he's like, motherfucker, comes back, I'm angry. His shoulder just goes, what the hell? On the morning of July 10th, Beck purportedly sighted the creature standing some distance away near the edge of the canyon. He decides to take a shot at it as well. He apparently managed to score a direct hit. And the bizarre figure apparently staggered and fell right over the ledge of the canyon. Oh, that's convenient. It's like, oh. I mean, that's kind of convenient that it fell over the ledge, yeah, right? Yeah, he plummeted 400 feet to his oh, death. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a speck there, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So it was perhaps this incident that would be the catalyst for what came next. Okay. So it gets better. I'm all ears. <laughs> Sorry to anybody that's listening and made it this far, but like we've almost finished this whole bottle, so we're laughing at everything. It's It's not almost four inches. Let me finish. (laughs) Later, that evening, (laughs) that evening, the men were relaxing at their camp in the cabin, and they that they had built. They built a cabin. Wow. He must have used his ears. He said, bitch, there is a Bigfoot out in the woods. But by all Build means, a motherfucking cabin. Go grab some sticks for this cabin. No, not sticks. Logs. logs. <laughs> sticks ain't gonna do it this time. Robin, go get some logs. <laughs> Come on, Marion. Marion Smith. You shot the damn thing. You build the cabin. <laughs> Later that evening, the men were relaxing at their camp and in the cabin that they had built, and when they were startled by a sudden, urgent pounding on the roof that seemed to be, shake the whole structure. 
Oh, someone was real mad that they made him fall. I wish oh, you could see my face right now. This is a papa. Mama? I don't know. Somebody's pissed. Mm-mm. Wife? Ooh. You don't want to piss off the wife. You don't want to piss off the mama. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, I'm going Mm-mm. with mom. Because Mm-mm. I know if somebody hurt my babies. Says the prospectors were immediately on the alert. No shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you think? I wonder. <laughs> Huh. What could that be? (laughs) Why would they be so on the alert? Right? So they grab the rifles and still wondering just what was going on. Really, you're wondering what's going on? Oh my god. I'm like, shoot the roof! (laughs) In addition to this pounding and thudding, the cabin began to be pelted by large rocks. So here we go with the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> some of which broke off pieces of the building oh, oh hell no. <laughs> I'm like we gotta go <laughs> building a cabin up in here what were you thinking Earl oh no what's his name <laughs> Earl <laughs> something like that Marion 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 who names their child Marion people in the 19 19- sorry anybody named Marion that's <laughs> listening to this Marion Marion in addition Carry to this, on. <laughs> shall yes, I? Yes, ma'am. Okay. The cabin began to be pelted by large rocks, um, some of which broke off pieces of the building or came creaming straight through the windows and roof. That is nuts. Can you imagine that? That's almost worse as fucking the evil dead and the haunting. I don't even know why they're still in there. Oh, well, it's night. Go, like, you, stay in there. Yeah, yeah like, where are you going to go? like, girl, have you seen a scary movie? You didn't go wandering out in the woods by yourself. <laughs> They didn't build a basement. That is a recipe. They built a goddamn cabin for killing for people dying. I'm just saying. I'm still like stuck on the fact that they built a cabin <laughs> in the midst of all this. So like, huh? You go and take care of that. All right. According to the news stories at the time, there were dozens of creatures prowling about the outside of the cabin, and Beck, Beck, Beck would later claim that the men had fired wildly out into the night in all directions and even up through the roof. Oh, they did shoot through the roof. Mm-hmm. Smart peeps. Mm-hmm. Um, in a desperate attempt to drive the menacing creatures off, according to him, the flight fight lasted all night as they cowered in their cabin, <laughs> shooting yeah. at the mountainous hairy creature, monstrous hairy creature intruders that were assaulting them from out of the night. And they called them mountain devils. I'd be calling I'd, them. <laughs> I'd be calling them a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> hairy motherfuckers. <laughs> Trying to kill my ass. <laughs> You're gonna die I don't tonight. Know what happened? They were hairy. They were foul smelling. They spoke like Batman. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> okay. So, where was I? Cowering in the corner. Cowering. And it was not until the coming of the morning that they were finally able to escape, leaving their cabin equipment and potentially very valuable claim behind. As soon as the story was out, the area came to be widely known as Ape Canyon. Really? Apparently. <laughs> and natives of the area suggested that the men had come across the tri- a tribe of seven to eight foot tall, hairy, wild men with supernatural powers who they call the Siatik. I probably said that wrong. <laughs> Anyways, according to these tribal sources, members of the lost tribes were typically shy and hardly ever seen, but would exact great vengeance on anyone who killed one of their own. 
Not only is this one of the earliest reports of the Bigfoot violence, but it's it is the report that really got people interested in the phenomenon of massive, massive Harry, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> I was thinking more Monsters Inc. Bike Wazowski. Okay. Okay. That Ape again. Canyon. Okay. Yes. Not yeah. only is this one of the earliest reports of Bigfoot violence, but it's the report that really got people interested in the phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon of massive hairy ape men in North America. And the report really got people's imaginations going at the time. So there was another story they came across. Okay. Um, it was a Teddy Roosevelt story, but it's um, he's telling a story of somebody else. Another early report was was published in 1892 in a book written by none other than the former president that I mentioned, um, Theodore Roosevelt, and it's called the book itself was called The Wilderness Hunter. In one entry in the book, Roosevelt describes the frightening encounter of a frontiersman he only calls Bowman. Okay. Who was allegedly out with a partner at an isolated area of Montana's Montana's Wisdom River to do some trapping. The men made a makeshift camp and went out to trap. And when they returned, they found that not only their packs had been ripped open and rummaged through while they were away, but that their lean-to had been destroyed. The men probably foolishly decided to stay. No shit. Why? I don't understand that. Why? They always stay. They always stay. Because they're men. Men stay. Yes. <laughs> in every movie. They in every horror stay. movie. And they always go it's into okay. the woods. It's okay. The it's nothing. In the forest. It's just it's a noise. Fine. No. It's not fine. It's not fine ever. As I said, they foolishly decided to stay and merely rebuilt the lean-to and tidied up the camp. So it was just a lean-to. It wasn't an actual cabin. Oh. Imagine this like a lean-to. It's like something like sticks up alongside of a tree. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Yeah. Take that out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. They rebuilt and and tidied up the camp. And that night, Bowman supposedly was woken by something crashing through the brush. And also, again, had an oppressive foul stink. So that seems to be a a common thread. Yeah, but... I I mean, I've never seen a bear. I've never smelled a bear. I've never heard a bear. Well, I'm pretty sure people who Except in the zoo. <laughs> I don't know how stinky they are. And even at that, are. I don't... But I don't people that, that are, like, far. well acquainted with have... the woods and probably have encountered bears before, like, this is a stink... Stankier than stank. scratch and sniff. Smells like bear. Nope. Nope. That's watch. <laughs> That's a, a very odorific kind of <laughs> stench. It has to be stinky. Stinkier be than, than a teenage boy. <laughs> oh my god, no. Nothing Not even Axe can that. cover that mm-hmm. shit up. <laughs> Wash your ass. <laughs> Not even a teenage boy that played football. Nope. Wash that butt. I remember my boy coming and hugging me, and you know I love. Anytime I can get a steal a hug from my boy, it's fine. But God damn. <laughs> so it had to be stinkier than that, because if men note stank, it has to be stanky. Stanky. 
fell off. These are men in the woods in the eighteen early eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Are they sure they're just spelling themselves? Because that's not good either. <laughs> they're in a lean up. It's Earl's ball sweat. <laughs> It's musk. <laughs> musk. Where was I? Musk. Back to the stank. <laughs> Bauman supposedly was awoken by something crashing through the brush and an oppressive fell stink. And Bowman grabbed his wife rifle and shot his wife. His rifle. He punches her in front of them. He's like, take her. A rifle is better than a rifle. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna be fast, it's faster than you. Kicks her to the curb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't even. After which the creature reportedly scampered off. <laughs> the rifle. The like, rifle. That said, wife looks real mad. <laughs> the rifle is pissed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the following morning, the men made preparations to leave, deciding that they had enough of the strange goings-on. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Bowman allegedly gathered up it, up their traps while his partner went on ahead of them and set up a new camp farther down the river. Fuck that. What? Bye. Go home. Bye to the river. Bye to the mountain. <laughs> Bye I'm to going the home. Forest, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait in the car. I'll wait in the car. <laughs> Did they have a car? Girl, I think I they had know. horses. What, te- what year was this again? I don't know. Teddy Rose- Roosevelt told the story, so... There was cars at Teddy Roosevelt's store. I oh, mean, God. time? Let me go back here. Let me find it. <laughs> 1892. No. There were cars. Were there? Yeah. No. There wasn't, sure there, there wasn't enough cars right to be driving sure, out in the woods. Girl, he's hanging horses. out with Tozy Roosevelt. Tozy. We love you, Teddy Tozy. Roosevelt. I'm sure he had a car. Let me see. No. Teddy Roosevelt. You look that up. I'm going to keep on going with okay. my story. Um, Bowman arrived. He was met with the grisly sight of his friend dead. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's no good. His neck twisted all the way around and oh. horrific bite marks on his throat. Although this could have just easily, as easily been a bear attack as a Sasquatch attack and was probably just meant to be a good yarn, it is a curious count nevertheless. They snapped his neck. That's, they did. And they didn't eat any. There wasn't like bite marks or claw marks. He just found them there dead. Um, Craig Roosevelt had a car. <laughs> I don't think this is being pulled by horses. But what year was that? That was. Dang, girl, you asked me all kinds of questions. <laughs> uh, you're like, if you're going to bring it, you better bring, <laughs> you better bring it. it. 1902. Okay. Kicked off a tour in New England with a car ride through Connecticut. You can totally the mountains. cut that out. <laughs> He's like, shoot, bitch, he got like on the street. <laughs> there wasn't even all kinds of streets built yet then. Right? Okay, so now we're coming to modern times. 2015. Okay. Most okay. recent involves an alleged, alleged scary encounter with a Sasquatch. I'm just going to say Bigfoot from now on because I'm having trouble with Sasquatch at this point <laughs> of my wine drinking career. <laughs> Um, that happened as recently as 2015 in East Texas Piney Woods. I don't know where Piney Woods is, I don't but, either, it's in but it's in East Texas. I want to stay far away from. It's far. It's okay. far, far. But you know what? There's been Sasquatch encounters 
in Arizona? Nope, I don't think so. I didn't write any down. <laughs> I'm Be- going to say... Because I want to sleep tonight, and I also want to go camping <laughs> at no. some point, and I want no. you to go with me. No. But there have Damn been it. encounters <laughs> or sightings. All right. All right. So within Sam Houston National Forest uh, near Houston, Texas... Oh, okay. So according to Bigfoot researcher Wes Germer, he had ventured into the... Oh, he's a researcher. Whenever they say it's a Bigfoot researcher, it's like they're looking for this. So yeah, I'm just kind of like a little bit credible, more skeptical. Right? Yeah. He had ventured into the area along with guides, Bob Garrett and sons and his sons, in order to look for the elusive creatures. And that evening, they were spooked by large, hairy, bipedal creatures of some sort, which exuded power... And possess great speed, Germer would say. Interesting. That sounds like an acid trip. It does, doesn't it, though? (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go look for a Sasquatch, and you happen to come by a Sasquatch. Well, not. You know what I mean. Yeah. Encounter. They're probably feeling better than Bella was. (laughs) My poor Bella had a real hard time. With this poor thing. Medical marijuana. I don't know. She's fine, by the way. Says, we hear this thing crash through the brush, and then we hear this thing start crashing. Just crash, crash, crash. And you can hear it walking, and you can hear it breaking branches as it's going. This thing moves so fast, it probably covered 100 to 150 yards like nothing. Why are you still there? No, thank you. Something coming at me that fast, no. I'm leaving, like, right on the spot. If it's coming that fast, <laughs> can you get away? We gotta try. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing impossible. Um, Germer, Germer and some of the other men went to investigate armed with rifles, and they would not get a good view of it because the trees were so dense that they could hear it out there moving around and could hear it breathing as well. Ew. That's gross. And they estimated that it was only about 30 to 40 feet away from their position. They crept in closer and that was when things got intense rather quickly. And when they heard a sound like something whirling through the air like a helicopter blades. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a rock? Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face. I know. And I knew what it was. It was a log coming. Damn. He wasn't playing. He was mad. Real upset. It wasn't a branch. It wasn't <laughs> it was a, a stick. L- was it from that cabin? It was a motherfucking log. <laughs> it was a log coming and it was this big... Okay. <laughs> it was big. <laughs> How big was it? <laughs> it was as big as log. <laughs> we might have had too much wine. <laughs> Maybe. And you could hear it being thrown. And I ducked down because I thought for sure it was going to hit one of us in the head. <laughs> but it hit a tree right in front of us. And I could just believe that it was happening. I knew just it just threw a log at us. Which kind of makes me, again, the whole skeptical part of me is like, it just randomly threw a log at you, or was it a tree? Because it's not like he was like, cutting each side off and throwing it at you. It or maybe it was tree. just like some, have you ever been walking through the woods and yeah. there's just like a random log just like out in the middle of the nowhere? But usually it's a tree though, but you still have dead branches. There's logs sometimes. I guess so, huh? Yeah, I don't walk into the forest, so... <laughs> 
Okay, so the mysterious creature would continue to hurl logs and pieces of broken trees at them sporadically during their excursion, none of which ever hit their mark. So he could run 100 and 150 feet very, very quickly, pick up a log, but yes, should he aim? Apparently this left them to speculate that it wasn't really trying to harm them, it was just trying to scare them. Oh, I probably should have waited for that. <laughs> Either that or, you know, he was a trunk sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking that fermented pine needle juice. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just making shit up. So let's get down to the evidence. There have been um, films, grainy videos, footprints, but nothing solid that can be easily debunked, can't be easily debunked. And most researchers who study the Bigfoot subject will point to the abundance of witnesses as a factor, like I was saying before, as the most compelling um, evidence that Bigfoot exists. Um, There are, in fact, way too many eyewitness accounts. This was somebody that said this, um, for this phenomenon to be purely imaginary, as skeptics assert, with such an abundance of eyewitnesses who are so dispersed across the continent and dispersed across the decades, the alternate skeptical explanation that the sightings are the result of hoaxers in whole or even large part becomes much less likely. Researchers eventually come to realize that if there are indeed so many credible eyewitnesses across the land, then the species they so consistently emphatically describe probably exists as well. All right, so down to academic research. In 2012, researchers from Oxford University and Luzanne Museum of Zoology launched the Oxford Luzanne Collateral collateral hominid project to explore the genetic relationship between homo sapiens and other hominids led by professor brian sykes researchers put out a call for submissions of organic material suspected to have come from cryptids like yeti bigfoot sasquatch and the team analyzed 36 samples okay mostly hair and from several countries including the united states but not canada most were found to be from bears and other common animals, like horses, porcupines, and sheep. Okay. That's as far as, like, the out. actual research goes. Um, I also have a picture of, like, all the sightings that have been going on since early 1920. Um, I'll probably put it on the website so everybody could see. Oh, but wow. Across the United States. I don't see Arizona. Arizona's not on there. Yeah. Arizona's definitely no, no. not on there. Arizona's like it's right here. It's not right here. there, girl. I'm just going to say. Arizona's right here. I can't see Right that. here. See? It, I can't right here. see it. <laughs> right, right there. It's not there. Look it. Nope. It's like a cluster. Nope. Between Utah, Arizona, Colorado. Nope. Northern Arizona. No. <laughs> So that's my story. All right. I saw squatches and like I said, in the future, I plan on doing Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. And like I said, it's a smorgasbord of, of just like stuff. everything. Everything. Yeah, I, it's I like did. Sasquatches, Skinwalkers, UFOs, like you name it. They've tried it. They've done it. Seen it. Got it. Done it. Did it. Boom. Bam. Chicka bomb bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything? Did you have another story to add to that, or was that your first no, two that stories? Was, that was it. That was it. So I got to tell you, like, a, just a kind of very brief story is that we were actually went up 
up north to Flagstaff around Snowball area. Me, Sergio, and our friend that we got in the divorce. So anyways, uh, we're going to call him Bob because I'm not sure how he feels about having his name out there. Yeah, pretty much. We went out there to Snowball. He was like, let's out. The boy, it's okay. So the dynamic between me and those two, my husband and um, his best friend, is that I either have to keep up with them or I'm going to be that sad housewife at home that doesn't do anything with them. So right. so we were up north and flag stuff, going hiking. And so we get there, get all our gear on, start getting ready to go hiking. And then you see this sign saying, beware of bears. And I'm like, nope. We go to turn around and walk away. And then so, uh, you know, Journey Bob and, and my husband are like, stop being <laughs> such a, stop being such a vagina. It's not that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. And um, so finally I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Girl, go over there. We're doing our hike. I'm sitting there like, like I am a vagina. <laughs> Not only am I stronger than you, but I'm smarter than you. Girl, I'm like, I'm trying to self-preserve myself. But okay, fine, 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 fine. I'm like, I just kind of trip one of them. Because <laughs> if a bear comes out, just one. And we, yeah. So we go over there. I'm like skittish. I'm looking around all over the place. I can't even enjoy this hike at this point in time because I'm like looking around. And um, so we do this hike. Beautiful, by the way. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. So we're on our way back and Journey Bob is up ahead walking away, you know, because, you know, he's he wants to be faster than us at this point. And so there's these, you know, this brush. It's probably about as tall as us, you know. So you sometimes you're just going down this trail and you can't really see too much ahead. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a dog comes flying out of this brush. And it scares the fucking bejesus out of Bob. (laughs) And so anyways, he's like, ah! And I'm looking at him, I'm like, if that dog's running, there's a bear. (laughs) (laughs) As you're like 10 miles ahead of them, you're like... (laughs) (laughs) No, girl, all three of us have never hiked that fast. Back in our lives. <laughs> that was the same picture that I took one time of Sergio and Bob walking. That he, that you guys got a picture of the holding hand one. Oh. <laughs> they really weren't holding hands, but the angle of that picture, I never would have caught it until our friend Anna no. was like. In my mind, they were holding hands. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> but I have an image of you. Have you ever seen that movie called Powder? Yes. Where he gets hit by lightning and he's running. <laughs> Bye, y'all. folks we are not only out of wine but we are <laughs> out of time out of time thanks for anybody that stayed this long and listened to us tonight. <laughs> oh, that's what was this by the way <laughs> and listen to us cackle the whole way through yep don't forget to visit our facebook page or our ig page also our email tipsy underscore tales at yahoo.com if you want to send us any stories or suggestions or suggestions and also, we're also on Patreon now. So we have a Patreon page if you guys want to... Donate any wine. Give us some help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, 
Thank you for listening. You have a great night. You guys have a great night. This Bye. has been Tipsy Tales. Good night.